Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we are in February. Dry January is over, if you were doing that, uh, but January is over as well, and we are Did on you participate February. in that? I did. I did participate in dry January with uh, one exception. I went to Blacksburg for a weekend and, you know, I can't go to Blacksburg and not have a beer at Hokie House. So uh, I, I, I did not cut out that weekend. I did not. I went to a wedding uh, at, uh, actually on the campus of uh, Virginia. So shout out to Ryan and his bride. Uh, but yeah, I didn't because I had that wedding and there you go. You know, you know, you know, sometimes you need to realize you still have your fastball from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I still, I, you know what? Sometimes it was a, it was a rough week after I ended up having the flu, as we all know, but uh, I still have my fastball. There you go. That, was, that felt good. There you go. I enjoyed myself. Well, we are on to February. Um, I'm probably going to be enjoying a drink this weekend. Uh after doing dry January and a busy week at work. So I hope you all are uh, excited about the new month. And another reason to be excited about February is pitchers and catchers report this month. We are very close to the beginning of spring training. It is coming up very soon. The off season is coming to a close and we are getting ready for the 2024 major league baseball season. Uh, Yeah. One of the best times of year when pitchers and catchers report, it's like the, the end of the long, dark, cold winter and the beginning of spring, you know, new life breathed into the universe. You got baseball being played again. Uh, I've always wanted to go to spring training. I think it would just be a really fun time going down to Florida or Arizona, but obviously we're much closer to Florida and just watching those guys practice and play games. And I think that would be a really fun time. Have you ever had a chance that? I have not, but I'm, uh, I, I would be willing to, tr- you know, to do it. We might have to make that happen someday. Spring training road trip. Yeah. Down to Florida. I've been, so I've been to Clearwater, Florida, like where, where like, you know, they, some of that stuff takes place and been in restaurants where like they'll highlight like spring training players and pictures and stuff. But that was during, that was during, you know, like December, January time. Like, so it was pre spring training. Yeah. I would really like to do that. It'd be a fun time. But uh, spring training is coming up soon. We are getting towards the end of the offseason. Still a lot of uh, unanswered questions this offseason. A lot of players that have not found a home for the 2024 season. But one player that has a new home is Jorge Polanco, who has been traded to the Seattle Mariners. And I got to tell you, Trey, you know I've been riding the Mariners train as long as we can remember here on the podcast. I've been a huge advocate for the Mariners. I really think that they... Uh, are a fun team to watch. I think that they are a good young team. I want them to succeed, and I think that this is a good move for them to you know, become a better team. It's not a huge, splashy move, but it is something that will help them build out this roster and help them compete even more next year. I mean, they just barely missed the playoffs last year after making the postseason 
in 2022. So uh, they, they really want to get back to the playoffs this year, compete for a, an AL West title, or just compete for a, a wild card spot. And I think that this move, Jorge Polanco, is really going to help them out. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with that. I, it's an aggressive move. I really like the move for them, you know, adding adding the bat in their lineup. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, like, a little shocked by the trade. But, uh, again, I like the trade. It's, it's one of those under-the-radar moves that could end up being a big one for, for the Mariners. So the Twins send second baseman Jorge Polanco to the Mariners. And in return, the Twins will get – Right-handed pitcher Darren Bowen, outfielder Gabriel Gonzalez, who is the number 79 prospect in all of Major League Baseball. He was Seattle's number three prospect, so that's a pretty big uh, prospect that the Mariners have given up. They'll also get right-handed pitcher Justin Topa and right-handed pitcher Anthony Discofani. So uh, four players for one in this trade. Twins sending Jorge Polanco to Seattle to uh, play second base for the Mariners and hopefully help them compete for a shot at the postseason next year. I, I just really would love to see them have success. They're kind of like the Lions of the MLB. You know, everyone was rooting for the Lions this year in the postseason. And, of course, they couldn't get it done against the 49ers last week. But everyone was rooting for the Lions. They have never even been to a Super Bowl. And it would just be really great to see them succeed and see them get there, especially if they want it. That would be fantastic. Kind of the same thing with the Mariners. You know, I don't think they've ever even been to a World Series. And so it would be really great to just see the Mariners end up making it that far in the postseason and eventually winning World Series. So I, I really uh, am always going to be rooting for them, and I hope that this Jorge Polanco trade helps them get there. Guess what, folks? That It's now more likely that this dude is going to pick the Mariners to, make, to win the American League yet again and be wrong. I might be wrong, but you're, yeah, I, it's, it's, a, it's a very possible situation that I pick them to win the American League. Other big news that happened this week, uh, the Baltimore Orioles are going to have a new ownership group coming up soon. John Angelos has decided to yeah. sell the team. But kind no, of weird how they set it up. Did you hear how they sold it? Not go exactly. Ahead, no, no, you, you, you go ahead. So it's 1.7, I think 1.783 billion. It's a lot of money, but it's like 40% stake now. And then the 60% will be paid when Angelos dies. So John Angelos basically will be the owner of the Orioles as long as he's living, but just get some more equity right now, you know, a couple hundred million dollars now, and then another, you know, whatever 60% of that is, I'm not doing the math, uh, is, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Who thought the O's would be the first team in, Baltimore or in that DMV area to be sold when it looked like, you know, the Nats were going to be the team that sold. It appears they want to stay in Baltimore. Um, the ownership group did come out and say our goal is to bring a championship to Baltimore. So, um, I, and they obviously just signed the deal. And I know for a fact, because I have some, so I have sources, man. Oh, Trey's sources. got sources. I just have connections that the deal they had with Maryland and Baltimore was not, you know, the 30-year lease they added to Camden Yards was not hinged on John Angelos being the owner of the of the Orioles. It could be anyone. Okay. So if we, had, you know, if we somehow won the lottery, you know, and could buy the O's, it would, we would have to keep them in Baltimore. Yeah, that's, that's um, 
that's one of the biggest things. And I know they, they signed that lease uh, a couple of weeks ago to keep them in Baltimore. That's one of the biggest things. Because obviously, people in Baltimore love the Orioles. Uh, they, they have a ton of fans there. They're a huge part of that city. And Camden Yards is one of the best ballparks. And it really you know, spawned the trend of current MLB ballparks that you see where it's kind of like a retro feel, but still modern, you know, the brick exteriors, uh, it just has a really nice open feel to it. And that it, it really, is beautiful. It is a, it is. it's, it's honestly a perfect ballpark with location, you know, everything location of it. It's, you know, right in the city. It's got a lot of, you know, you, you mentioned the brick. It's it's honestly like if you could dream a ballpark, it's kind of perfection. Yeah, it is. So so that's that's one of the biggest things is that they're going to be staying there for the foreseeable future. The other big thing with uh, with selling the team, hopefully the ownership group that comes in is more willing to spend because there's been a lot of talk and a lot of rumors recently that, you know, the the current ownership group is just not willing to spend the money it takes to win a championship in baseball and they have all these young players right now you know they have uh, Jackson Holiday coming up they have Gunnar Henderson they've Adley Rutschman all these young players and by the time they reach free agency it it was almost like a con- almost a foregone conclusion that the Orioles were going to let them walk they weren't going to be able to sign them because they're not willing to pay the money it takes to win a championship so they pretty much have to win now while they're still on their their uh, their rookie deals so a new ownership group coming in with a lot of money. Uh, it looks like they might be more willing to spend now, more willing to bring in the top players that they need and keep homegrown talent once they reach free agency in order to bring a title to the city of Baltimore. So that's got to be really. And they're going to need to spend. Fans. They have they have three, you know, number they have three number one prospects in a row. Exactly. Two are playing for their team. The other one's going to get called up this year. So. Yeah, you're going to have to spend. I mean, it's the price of drafting well. Uh, so I, I, And I think they will. It, uh, these new owners want to, you know, look, I don't want to say pompous, but like they want to puff their chest out. So it makes sense that they want to spend. I mean, look at, you look at the new owners in different leagues. Matt Ishbia uh, with the Suns, bringing in Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. All the money that David Tepper spent with the Carolina Panthers, you know, it hasn't worked out. Um, you know, the Broncos ownership by getting the contract of, uh, you know, sh- you know, paying to get Sean Payton. So, and I know those are not, you know, Major League Baseball new owners, but those are good references to look at. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's you know, it's I think it's really good for Baltimore. I think it's really good for the league to have a, you know, there truly is for a franchise, get this ownership group that's willing to spend and probably keep this young core uh, around for a while. Yeah, it's definitely really good, really exciting for Orioles fans. Uh, and another exciting part of it is that Cal Ripken Jr. is part of the ownership group. So I always love to see that when former players end up, you know, being part of an ownership group and coming back and getting involved with the, the executive side of things. So that's really cool to see. Uh, and obviously he's, arguably the greatest Baltimore Orioles player of all time, if not definitely. Um, So yeah, really cool to see him be a part of that ownership group uh, in Baltimore there. Uh, You know, I'm sure the fans of Los Angeles angels are a little salty that their team has not been sold. And I know that was 
almost going to happen last year. Art Moreno thought about selling the team and then backed out. And now Oriole or now Angels fans are looking in Baltimore and seeing what can happen when a team actually gets sold. There can be exciting new times ahead if the owner or Art Moreno, the price is drastically dropped. Yeah. So hang in there, Angels fans. Your time will come eventually. Maybe. The uh, cover of MLB The Show was revealed earlier this week. I'm not real big in video games. I don't even own a video game console, but I know you have a, what, PS5? I don't even, what are they up to these days? PS5. You're right. You got it. Play MLB The Show. And uh, the cover athlete, I'm a little surprised that it was not Ronald Acuna Jr. That's who I thought it would be as well. It's, But I, I like what they did. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the cover and, athlete. But they also they're doing a cover with Vlad Sr. too. Yeah, so, so you get both of them on there. Cool, cool uh move by the the show. Um I'm actually I'm fine with Acuna not being on the cover because I know I know obviously with Madden there's the Madden curse. Uh, a lot of the times the player that's on the cover ends up have, having a bad season or getting injured even. Uh I don't know if that is really a thing with the show, but if we can avoid it I'll avoid it. So, uh, but you get Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Senior on the cover of MLB The Show this year. As we mentioned, there yeah, are still. Oh, I was going to say one more thing. I don't care about cover athletes as much um, because I uh, I don't buy physical video games anymore. I buy uh, I just buy the digital version. It's so much easier, and you get it instantly, and you don't have to put a disc in. So, uh, but I think it's cool. It's still a cool thing. Yeah, it's a cool, uh, cool honor if you're the player. As we like, for example, earlier, I have a PS5 and I have no physical PlayStation Five games. Well, there you go. As we mentioned earlier, there are still a lot of players that are unsigned this off season. So many that you could even make a pretty good team if you put them all together on one team on the field at the same time. Um, MLB on Fox put out a graphic earlier this week of the top remaining free agents at each position and how this team would fare. Uh, So let's just go through it real quick. The starting pitcher would be Blake Snell. The catcher is Gary Sanchez, Brandon Belt at first base, Whit Merrifield at second base, Matt Chapman at third, Tim Anderson at shortstop, Adam Duvall in left field, Cody Bellinger in center field, Jorge Soler in right field, J.D. Martinez as the D.H. and Jacob Junis as the relief pitcher. How many games do you think this team would win if they were all on the team together, the best remaining free agents? Mm-hmm. You got some pretty they good would talent. Win. I got there. it. I got it. I got it. They would win the American League Central. Yeah, I think that's a valid statement. I think that is extremely valid. That they is would win the, the worst division, division in baseball. Yeah. yeah. I that think is... that's the best way to put it, right? I think like, so. I think they would be a, a, you know, an average team. They could win the American League Central. I agree with that. I think that they could win around between 80 and 90 games. You know, I don't think they're going to be much better than that, but pretty solid. And I think that's all it's going to take to win the American League Central because it's not a very good division. Not a whole lot of great teams. It's a mid-off. In that division. So, so... I think between 80 and 90 games, let's just say 85, and 
as sad as it is, that's going to be enough to win that division. And, uh, you know, you got some, you have some good talent there. Like JD Martinez, still a top tier power hitter. I don't know how he's not signed, uh, this off season. Cody Bellinger had a fantastic year last year, a career resurgence, uh, brought him back to the top of major league baseball. I think the reason he's not getting a, a, a contract so far is because he's a Scott Boris client and probably asking for either too long of a contract or too much money or both. So uh, I think that's why he's still unsigned. Same thing with Blake Snell, also a Scott Boris contract, but he was the reigning Cy Young and he's still unsigned at this point We're we're at early February and the reigning Cy Young award winner is still a free agent. So it's a little crazy that you, you have these guys that haven't found a team yet, but those, you know, those are some really talented guys that if you put them all on a team together, they could actually do something. Another thing that's interesting is looking at this graphic, three of the four infielders are all from the Blue Jays, Whit Merrifield, Brandon Belt, and Matt Chapman. So what are the Blue Jays doing? Yeah, I mean, obviously they missed out on Otani. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they they don't want to run it back exactly. I just, it's a little confusing. Certainly is. Don't know what the uh, what the plan is in Toronto with all those guys heading off into free agency. Uh, let's focus on the biggest two names that I mentioned there out of all those players, Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell. Like I said, Scott Boris clients probably asking for a lot of money, a lot of years, combination of both. Where do you think they end up at this point? Because it's really it really seems like a free for all. They could go anywhere. You know, Blake Snell, I think, wanted to go to the Yankees but probably wanted too big of a contract and they got Marcus Stroman for cheaper. So, you know, where does he end up and where's, I mean, they still could sign Blake Snell. Yeah. It's not impossible. Yeah, they could. Um, I don't know yet. I wouldn't be shocked if he signs with the Yankees. Um, but maybe signs with the Mets stays in New York. Good. I mean, they, they could use it. I don't know. I I think for Bellinger, I think he ends up going back to the Cubs. I think they get something worked out. I mean, he had such a great year last year. I can't see why they would want to let him leave, especially uh, you know, with bringing in their new manager Craig Council at the beginning of this offseason. They they've got a they they made yeah. a couple smaller moves earlier, but I think that yeah. they I'll tell you what I, I if I done. could pick one player most confident in not resigning with his team it's JD Martinez because he will what? not be the DH for the Los Angeles Dodgers yeah his spot has been taken <laughs> um, I mean it next year he could not this season but the season after he'd be the DH for the Dodgers because they'll need DH ever so often yeah every now and then I think Blake Snell, you know what, I'm going to say this, because I, I think the Braves still need a starting pitcher. They're probably not going to do it. I think they're done for the offseason, but here's what I would like to see happen. Jordan Montgomery, free agent as well from the Texas Rangers, won a World Series last year, had a great season with Texas. but he's I still... think one of them goes back to Texas, or Montgomery either goes back to Texas or they sign Blake Snell. Yeah, you got a little ahead of me there, so... What I would like to see happen, oh. Jordan Montgomery signs with the Braves. Blake Snell takes his spot in Texas. Throwing that out there as a possibility. 
I'd like to see the Braves still get a, a top tier starting pitcher, and those are really the only guys left. I agree with that. Some Chris Sale insurance, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get out of Chris Sale this year. So go out and get someone else, add to the rotation. Can only help. <laughs> well, that would do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Uh, as always, please like and subscribe wherever you get the podcast. Leave us that five star review. Uh, follow us on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, uh, Instagram at Foul Ball Area, at TrailLBT, at Mackins News. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.